Welcome to Happy Class. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm a former special ed teacher turned behavior coach with a passion for teacher well-being. In this class, we believe that all educators are humans first and teachers second. We will be sitting down with educators from all walks of life for some real talk about balance, joy, and what makes us who we are. If you want to be your best self inside the classroom, you have to be your best self outside the classroom first. Today's class is in session. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Happy Class. I am so glad that you're here and that you've joined me and this week's guest, Kim. Kim and I became friends on Instagram, as pretty much everybody this season won. <laughs> but I'm really excited to learn a little bit more about her personal life and the topic that we're going to talk about today. It's one that I'm really just interested in learning more about and connect a little bit with. Um, but I'm going to let Kim introduce herself before we really dive into it. So hi, Kim. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for that little intro. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I'm Kim. I am, I guess a little bit about my educator role first is I'm yeah, sure. a behavior analyst in a public school district. Um, this is, I'm going into my eighth year doing that role um, in the same district. Prior to that, I taught in special education for 10 years. So mostly at the elementary level um, with a range of students, primarily autism, um, intellectual disabilities, some emotional support needs. And then I switched eight years ago into a behavior analyst role. So I'm still doing that and I love it because I still get to work with educators and I still get to see kids every day and just in a different capacity. So um, I have a, two kids, a son and a daughter going into third grade and first grade. And also um, I'm a wife, so I'm married. And um, yeah, that's a little bit it. A little, little back. <laughs> that that's Kim. And uh, one thing that I honestly have probably only learned recently about Kim is that Kim is really into sports, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's you or your kids or cheering for local teams. And and for listeners, um, Kim and I are from relatively similar geographical areas. So I have a feeling I know some of the teams you probably root for already, <laughs> but I'm excited to dive into it today. So like what kind of, what role does sports play in your family's life? Like on a regular basis, what does that kind of look like? Sure. So, um, we are, I've, in the Philadelphia area, and for anybody that does know uh -huh. about sports, Philly sports fans are pretty intense. So, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are very passionate. And if you grew up in a you know Philly sports fan household, it's just kind of embraced from when you're young. And you know Sundays are football Sundays, and it's a big ordeal. And um, same with you know, basketball, it doesn't matter if it's basketball, hockey, whatever it is. If you are Philadelphia and your family are big sports fans, then it, you know, obviously I'm sure had a big role in your life and your family's life. Um, so that's kind of where it started. My, even being in the suburbs, um, for those that don't know the Philadelphia area, it doesn't matter if you're right in the city, you know, right outside the suburbs or even, you know, further out, we all just kind mm -hmm. of 
you know, live and breathe Philly sports. So it was always um, a big staple in our house. And we just kind of fostered that. And my husband's actually from um, a suburb of Philadelphia also. So same kind of thing grew up. Okay. Yeah. With, um, you know, lots of sports. He was, he played a lot of sports. I actually did not play a lot of sports. I played lacrosse and I also cheered since I was um, like seven. So that was kind of a big cheer and gymnastics was kind of big for me. But um, and I did lacrosse throughout middle school and high school, which I loved as well. Now lacrosse is like a huge organization. Mm -hmm. Like they have lacrosse camps starting at really young. So that has grown into a really big sport. Um, but yeah, we've just kind of carried on and on and it's big in, again, like all my whole friend group, um, Philly sports are a big thing. So it's always just played a big role in our life, no matter what season, again, whether it was the Sixers and basketball or Eagles football Sunday, you know, it's big get togethers, um, watching games together, going down to the city when we can to catch some games, um, playoff season, you know, just, just lots of fun and passion. So that's kind of how it started um, for me just growing up. And then we've kind of fostered the same thing in our own household with our own kids. Yeah. I love that. And, and I, I love how you brought up uh, Philly sports because I'm, I'm sure that there are other cities. I mean, I'm born and raised in the Philly ish Mm -hmm. area myself. And so definitely a Philly sports (laughs) household. Like I'm not much of a I'm I'm honestly not much of a sports person, but if mm-hmm. like I, if I were to say that I was, it, it would absolutely be Philly sports. Like you know, just like you said, it's default. Um, but I think even though there's other cities that are probably similar, like if you grow up in Boston, you're gonna be a fan of the Boston teams. If you grow mm-hmm. up in Dallas, you'll be a fan of the Dallas teams. But Philly sports fans have a very unique reputation yes unique i think that's a good way to say it (laughs) (laughs) tell me more tell me more about that like do you do you kind of connect with that like rough tough like we'll beat you down kind of vibe that i think philly gives off i yeah i mean i think it depends i'm definitely not that you know on too much on that like side yeah yeah yeah. I think it's just more of the passion and the excitement Mm -hmm. and just like, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, like, you know, football season's coming up, right? Like we will prepare on Friday and Saturday for our menu, where we're going, what we're doing, game time, like, and you have lots of people there and it's just like, it's a big celebration and feel the Phillies last year with the playoffs in the world series and the run that they're making right now. Like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, we had just lots of big get together. So th- I think the passion and the excitement, the over the top, like celebrations, yeah. the, you know, yelling at the TV screen or cheering really loud. Like it's, we have that passion. I do know like yeah. when you go down to the stadium and, and some, uh, I think the criticism Phillies fans do get is, yeah, we're pretty rough or tough. Like they're, I think overall, we kind of wear our hearts on our sleeve. Like if you're doing great, Mm -hmm. great, you'll be, you know, our biggest fan. And if not, those fans usually let you know how they feel. So (laughs) I think you get a mix of people that are kind of like, oh, Philly fans. And then you get other people that are like, we would 
love to be a Philly fan or we'd love to play there. We'd love to have that sports culture because it's really kind of one of a kind and it's exciting. Yeah. And, and while like, I think it almost has this maybe aggressive is almost a good word for it. Like Philly fans are aggressive. Um, But the fact that like, it's rooted in this camaraderie and like, the community and almost like a family built around like it really is the city of brotherly love like it's Mm -hmm. a brotherhood kind of vibe when it comes to the sports teams and i will say i with with my head injury um i don't watch as much tv as i used to but when the phillies were in the world series last year i listened to every single game on the radio of all things and that's like i was so I was so into it and it was so Mm -hmm. exciting and just the the buzz around town when the teams are doing well or the way that like you know you might be careful standing in line somewhere if a team just lost yeah you know but um but it it is it is definitely a a big culture thing around here it is Um, and you're right with the buzz like it's you'll be out in the grocery store or just like shopping around and it it is it's like a whole community buzz even if you're not that directly close in the city or in the city it's mm-hmm. still like you said whether a win or a loss like you'll still be walking by someone in the grocery store with a you know Philly team sports hat or shirt mm-hmm. on and everyone's you know saying go birds or go Phil like you don't even know these people but you can feel the culture and you can feel the buzz um around it so yeah it's fun yeah and and also um how you said that uh even even in the suburbs and even out in the rural areas Mm -hmm. i mean some of the people that i know who are the biggest philly sports fans live like two three hours outside of the city out Mm -hmm. in amish country yeah (laughs) but like (laughs) even out there it's like you are not missing a game Uh you are not missing especially especially football season yeah um with with like you you can miss a Phillies game here and there and still consider yourself like a diehard Phillies fan but yeah. like Eagles like Sunday is a holiday it really is it's a holiday and yeah and all of the businesses in the area that's like oh if the teams win get a free coffee get a free donut get a free whatever mm-hmm. like it, it's just you really can't um can't get away from it I know I know it's exciting yeah now, okay, so my husband uh, is, he, he's like, he's a sporty guy. Like, he's a fit, athletic guy, but football has never really been his thing. He's more mm-hmm. of like a golf and tennis and baseball kind of guy. Um, but uh, but he, for the first time this year, is doing a fantasy football league, mm-hmm. actually with our friends who live, like, out in the rural more rural areas and they're all Eagles fans and they're all, you know, really gung ho about it. And he's like, I don't really know football all that much, but his joke is he was going to play fantasy football this year Mm -hmm. and he's going to build his team based on whatever names he thinks are like coolest. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Hi, you never know. There's so much unexpected stuff with fantasy and luck that, yeah, he he could make it to the top by building his team like that. Maybe, but he's also <laughs> playing with somebody who like notoriously wins his family's fantasy league every yeah. single like yep. 
takes his fantasy football very, very seriously. Have you ever done a fantasy league? Yeah, so it's funny you should bring that up. That's kind of another big part of our sports lives is oh, yeah? um, my husband does pretty much every fantasy league. He, it's obsessive for him, but he actually just yeah. won his <laughs> – I can't believe they haven't kicked him out. I told him last night, I said, I can't believe you haven't gotten the boot from your baseball fantasy league yet because he just won his seventh season – and he wins <laughs> constantly, constantly. And yeah. we'll have a year where he's, you know, way behind and someone has been winning all year. I think this year was like this for him. And he just creeps up, steals it and ends up winning the whole league. So he's, uh, <laughs> he has, <laughs> he's made a small fortune with his baseball fantasy winnings, but his um, fantasy football, we have been in the same league with all of our best friends and their husbands. And it's going on, I think this is year 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big deal for us. And That's so cool. Yeah, we do. We actually usually host our draft. Um, we have a poll and we just kind of redid our decks. Like all the kids now come over. It's like a big thing for them too. So they all get together, yeah. swim all day. Just, we have the whole draft board we hang on, you know, on our deck. This year, though, we're, we usually just pick our draft order out of a hat. And I've been told through text that we're doing a um, a little challenge. So I guess there's something going okay. around on TikTok. In order to pick your draft order this year, you, you basically do kind of like a mini football, I don't know, relay almost. So there's like five drills you have to do and you get time almost like a training camp a training kind camp. of thing yeah there's yeah a, there's that's a, a so word fun. an actual athletic sporty word for it that i can't think of right now but it, yeah it's like a training yeah. camp combine i guess you could call it i think that's what i was looking for oh okay okay yeah so yeah. you yeah. basically go before. through and you get timed and then our draft order is going to be best from best time on or i guess you get to pick where you want to go based off your time. So I'm going to start practicing, I think, this weekend. Because <laughs> I was going to say, it's it's almost uh, Fantasy League draft season, right? Yeah, so our draft is, yeah, most people usually have their draft by now. Ours is usually Labor Day because um, some of my friends are teachers too. And just with traveling and just busy start of school year, we usually mm -hmm. wait till Labor Day. But um, yeah, it should be fun. So that's another part of sports that has been a big thing for us. I only do fantasy football, but I haven't dived into any of the others. I wouldn't be able to handle it. And I used to be very, I have all my, um, all my papers in line. I have all the rankings there. <laughs> I'd really study it. Now I'm like, as a mom and a teacher and all of that, I'm like, nope, I'm just gonna yeah. pick by draft order or do a little bit of studying, but I'm not that intense about it. But that's all right. You you sound like such an analyst. <laughs> Your analyst is showing. Yeah, it. yeah it does show in the sports world too. <laughs> That's funny. awesome. Now, yeah. do you have a favorite sports watch? Because because you're right. Like it it's like Flyers, mm -hmm. uh, Phillies, Eagle. Like it's it's Philly, whatever it is. Yeah. But do you have a favorite sport to watch among all of them? Yeah, it would definitely be football. Okay. So I can get you into any of the Flyers have been having a rough go at it. So I definitely yeah. haven't caught as many games as 
this these last couple seasons of, as I have before. But hockey's really fun to watch, and hockey games are fun to go to. Um, but it's definitely Eagles. That was always the big one in my house, and and the Sixers. But my um, honestly. I always love the Phillies and watch it from time to time. But growing up, we didn't watch it that. Phillies were probably the lowest ranked in my house. But my husband okay. played baseball his whole life and is big into baseball. And now my son plays baseball. So baseball's mm-hmm. definitely taken over that number two spot for sure for me and our house. And yeah, baseball games are, you know, a lot of people think it's slow and it's not as fun to watch and there's so many games that it's hard to like, you know, get into, but the more you watch it, the more I think exciting it becomes and the more you get into it. But baseball Mm -hmm. games are really entertaining and they're really entertaining for kids too. So we've, you know, we've really gotten into the Phillies a little bit more. Eagles would still be my number one. Football is my number one, but baseball and the Phillies are definitely a close second there. Yeah. I I would probably say for me it's reversed. Okay. Like I love I I grew up playing softball and baseball mm-hmm. and so that for me like like I said when I was listening to the World Series on the radio mm-hmm. like I I know the lingo. Like mm-hmm. I can I can talk the talk. I could practically commentate a game myself yeah. I feel like. But um awesome. But so like I think just having that experience myself makes it really easy enjoyable for me to just kind of follow along and and knowing what's going on and what all of it means and whatever but Mm -hmm. um but I would say for me it's similar with football where like I enjoy watching football but like I said I married I married a guy who isn't really into football so (laughs) we don't watch it as often but you know maybe with him doing this fantasy league this year um I can get him into watching some games with some friends you do (laughs) honestly yeah through fantasy you start to learn more of the players and get into it the sport even more because you're invested in your team and all your these Mm. players from other teams so it's definite I've learned so much more about other teams and other athletes doing fantasy so you probably have hope I think you'll yeah fantasy will rope them into football a little bit more Great, because I I grew up in a household where actually, if I'm being totally honest, um, I was always more of a Philly or a Philly sports fan, but um, my dad specifically was from like the Pittsburgh area. Mm -hmm. So it was always Steelers were were the number one and Eagles were close second. So like if they're playing at the same time, we're watching the Steelers game. But uh, but either way, like there was not a Sunday in the fall where football was not on in our house. Mm-hmm. Like it just did not exist. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of miss that a little bit. So I'm excited to maybe mm-hmm. get back into it. Yeah, definitely. But, but you said that your, your son plays baseball. Does he play football? No, or just baseball? he does not play football. Um, that's the one sport he has not really gotten into. And my husband's obviously honestly not a fan of him playing for, injury type reasons not to knock anyone that yeah. plays it because i love it no it's um, all good i get it as somebody with a head injury yes. i get it yeah that's what it is yeah. yeah um but and honestly my son is not a um contact type kid so one of the mm-hmm. things um 
getting my kids into sports. I started when my son was two and people are like, oh, wow. you know what? But the only reason I did it is because he's a very anxious kid. Hmm. He was like really okay. struggled being away from, even with family that he knew, like he just struggled being away, struggled being other people, big crowds of people. He got really overwhelmed easily when he was young and just, you know, he's going into third grade now and it's world's better, but he's still going to be that uptight, anxious kid that's going to ask a lot of questions that always wants me to be on time, that always needs to know everything. So I only got him into sports, not because I cared about them playing sports, but because I needed him to get a little bit out of his shell, get comfortable being around people, get comfortable, you know, doing something outside with me, not right there. So it took a long time of soccer shots actually is what we started of him running around yeah. the field, me by his side, then slowly fading away. Took a lot, took a lot of work, but he, um, learned to love it. He really came out of his shell. I was so excited to keep doing it. Then, you know, when he was four, we started added other, adding other things. So he started fall ball for baseball um, and running. They do like the healthy kids running series in the community. I yeah. Remember that. yeah, they do it yep. right near us at a, at a park and, and a lot of other satellite locations. And I know all over the country they do too. Um, so that is a really cool thing for kids that maybe not are maybe not into sports, but you want them a little bit active. Um, it's a quick yeah. race. They go and they run a quick race and they love it. They're outside. And who doesn't love running and competing in a race at that age, at that young age? So they did that mm -hmm. for um, a long time too. And as he became more comfortable, he just wanted to do more things. So he does soccer and baseball um, and tried basketball for the first time this winter which he wants to do again. And then my daughter is, my daughter is the complete opposite. So she's very, her motivation changes every second of the day. She wants to do something and then she doesn't <laughs> want to do it. She can't commit. Yeah. You know, she's kind of very flighty. So she's done and quit many things. Um, but she's the only thing she's kind of stuck with is cheer. So she's yeah. um, doing cheer now. I, this is my second year coaching it. And um, she, yeah, tried soccer. She'd rather kind of do cartwheels in the field and pick grass. And plastic, <laughs> she loved, but it's just, it's too structured for her almost right now. Like it's just, mm. she kind of wants to do those things, but on her own time, on her own kind of terms. So She'll get there eventually, but you know, they're out, they're active. She loved running. So yeah, they're involved in that stuff. And it's, you know, they're getting out in the community. A lot of their friends from school do it too. And they've met other friends that they didn't know were at their school. So it's been really nice from a community sense to just meet people their age, meet people in their grade. And then for us as parents too, to connect with other people in the community. Yeah. And you totally breezed right over it, but I didn't realize that you coached your yeah, daughter's cheer. I did. And my <laughs> husband coached my son's baseball for the first year this year too. So, I mean, I did it. I started it last year and it was really overwhelming because yeah. we're tired after our day mm -hmm. and we usually have mm -hmm. work to do after work at some point if you don't have the best boundaries. Like, I don't have the best boundaries with and, work all the time. And honestly, even if you do have the best boundaries, like 
there's always things that mm -hmm. need done Always. like you could have you could have the world's best boundaries i'm just saying this like don't beat yourself up yeah. um, you could have the world's best boundaries and you would still to some extent yeah. have to do some piece of your job outside of the work day you as much to. as i hate to say that it's just everything is time sensitive thing. right especially in special education yeah. like things have a deadline things have legal guidelines everything's yeah. so time sensitive so yeah, you are doing a lot outside of work, even like you said, even if you have the best boundaries. So yeah. rushing home, getting to practice, and then having, you know, a whole nother classroom worth of kids for an hour on a field after they've been in school. Yeah. This is real. What, yeah. what did I sign up for? I'm so overstimulated. I'm so overwhelmed. Uh, oh, no. So, it, you know, it was a lot, but she loved me being there and it was kind of our time to connect mm -hmm. too and i tried to just focus on that and know that it's you know something that she really found valuable and it was another way for us to connect and have that you know mom daughter thing so i yeah. signed it up again this year but i drug my um <laughs> my old college roommate who lit moved to our area um i drug her <laughs> coaching with me. So I at least now kind of have, have a friend there with me that I pulled on the field, but yeah. But. Yeah, totally. And honestly, even though it's overwhelming, first of all, I think the first season of anything or the first time doing anything is always going to feel hard. Mm -hmm. But I, but I also think that making that sort of a commitment to something outside of the classroom, provided that it's actually reasonable and achievable to uphold that commitment yeah. i feel like it would provide good accountability mm -hmm. of like you have to you have to leave work for a little while you have to work on something else for a little while you have to um prioritize your life outside of the classroom because other people are, are counting on you mm -hmm. to do that in at least this small little way. Do you feel like that helped you in any way with that? Yeah, that's such a good point. I do. And as I think chaotic as it can feel during the week and during the day, getting to practices or running practices or, you know, play or not getting home till later at night and then not getting to bed till later, like all of that aside, it really does. Cause before they had those sports or activities after, and before I was coaching it, I was much more likely to not leave at my contracted time and, you know, say, you know what, I can yeah. stay for another 45 minutes or um, mm -hmm. I don't have to leave this meeting right away or get home and have, you know, not really maybe pay as much attention to my kids because I'm going to come home and I'm going to open my computer and finish something that didn't get done that's time sensitive or, you know, go into the office and have maybe my husband do the brunt of the parenting and dinner for that night. Like, it's like you said, it's a lot, you're, you're almost forced. Like when you put a, you know, a gym class on your schedule to go to a gym somewhere, like you have more accountability to go to it. It's the same thing that mm -hmm. this is a have to, this is a priority. It's important for my mental health. It's important for my kids. It's important for us as a family. You know, we go to the fields together. Yeah. It's, you know, it's another time for us to bond and put all that away. And when that happens and you can focus on that, I would realize how much better I would feel after that hour that we were out doing that. I would come home and I would actually feel like I separated my working self to 
like my, you know, my life outside of work. Sometimes yeah. just driving home from work with the music on or venting to someone on the phone, it's not enough. You still get home and you don't feel like you've had a clear, you know, kind of break between your day and starting, yeah. you know, like your family. But this, it has been such a good way to like, okay, that that's getting table for right now. It might still be here. The day might still be here. Some of the challenges might still be here. But I'm, you know, I'm also focusing on this now and it kind of clears your head a little bit. So yeah, it's a good point. And sometimes I don't focus on that enough, but it's good to keep that perspective there. And it really helps with your day and overall kind of mental health. Yeah, yeah, totally. And the one thing that I'm kind of thinking back to as I'm hearing you talk is that even though it's something that's big or stressful or overwhelming within a certain capacity, like it's aligned to your values. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. If you really value that time with your family and again, community and being outdoors and, you know, all of that, that kind of stuff, you can bring it back to that perspective. You can say, okay, this is hard, but you know, I know we're kind of big into behavior and act world, but I'm doing something that yeah. is bringing me towards my value. And it's yeah, more better, sure. you're not struggling as much. Like I could be home and struggle and perseverate for the next hour while I'm home. Mm -hmm. dinner. Those thoughts are still going and I'm struggling against them. This kind of helps like, okay, well they're there, but now I'm doing something that still, I still value and is moving me towards that. And I can, you know, process and accept kind of the craziness of the day a little bit more. Yeah. And, and just as somebody who struggles with some of that, like perseverating or ruminating mm -hmm. on what happened during the day or the school day or the work day, um, having just something else to focus on a, a good, solid distraction, mm -hmm. you know, like I think sometimes for me, I would find that I could just sit and think about work for hours and hours and hours because I didn't give myself anything else to think about, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, um, and, and I'm sure that's probably both the, uh, the act of coaching your kids or going to your kids' games or your kids' practices, but also watching the professional sports games too, of just like giving my attention to something that I care about and something mm -hmm. that I enjoy and not just letting myself sit and kind of let my head spin. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to not ruminate in that way after some of our days. So yes, it's a, yeah. it's a nice, it's a nice outlet for sure. Yeah. So when it comes to like watching games with your friends, I know you said that you have this community that you do like the fantasy league with mm -hmm. and all that sort of stuff. Do you guys like get together like every Sunday for every game? Like, are are you like big, like, you know, football food kind of people too? Yeah. Yes, we are. So we, um, we actually, I am the only person that really moved out of my hometown from my okay. like my big friend group from from growing up and we, I still have a good friend group from some of us from elementary school on to mm -hmm. you know middle school high school and some of us went to college together but um they are all still living in or right around my hometown and we're okay. only about 35 minutes from there but when we did live closer to there it was every Sunday and 
sometimes we rotated who hosted other times it was like you know kind of the same person we definitely haven't we don't make as many now um sundays they still all get together and it's a whole big thing everyone has their appetizers they bring or that dish and there's a huge spread and everyone's in their sports gear um and it's kind of like an all-day thing like if depending on what time the game is right like we might go there a few hours before if it's a four o'clock game yeah um it, all that kind of thing and so yes it's very big for our friend group and it would be every sunday this year we did go to more and we also hosted some more so we hosted some of the um phillies world series games and playoff games we also have a really good neighborhood so we'll um if we don't go to you know our friends or our families then it's it's always a neighborhood like my husband's down the street actually right now at my neighbors for the phillies game so it's oh nice <laughs> It's, uh, yeah, we're, we're either out of family or out of friends or out on a neighbor's porch or our deck with our neighbors. Um, it's always a gathering. Um, obviously, yeah. football and the Sixers, um, hockey, like those games, there's so many more of them, so it's not going to be everyone. But football, for sure, right. it's everyone. We're never watching it alone without some kind of wings or, you know, apps or barf-type food. Um, yeah, it's always a big ordeal, big celebration. Everyone's got to have their gear on, um, singing the fight song, whatever it is. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) We have our little traditions, but I love it. Yeah, it's fun. I think that's so cool. Mm -hmm. I, I really got to get more into, uh, watching games because like I said, I have friends that watch them and I know that they would love to watch them together. And, um, I'm just a little inspired to get like more into that again. Um, like I said, I haven't like sat down and watched an entire football game in what feels like years, sure. but I feel like I need to go do that. Yeah, you're gonna get there. <laughs> you're gonna get there. Well, okay. So then on that note, I'm kind of interested in what you're going to give our listeners for homework because maybe I need to do this homework (laughs) specifically. (laughs) Um, So since this is Happy Class, we always wrap up each episode with some sort of homework for our listeners, a first step, a first action step that educators could take to get started with incorporating sports in their life in in some way mm-hmm. um so what would you kind of give us as our homework this week and i'm saying us because i'm gonna i'm gonna need the homework too <laughs> yeah so i think you know this is kind of like a big i think first step but okay. i think it would be the most reinforcing and way to kind of get you into it is to just go mm-hmm. in person to some kind of sports game because it okay watching it from the tv you don't get all the same feels there's distractions around your house you're going to be you know especially if you you only have you're by yourself or with one other person you might be folding laundry as there's a sports game on or doing something that you might be multitasking and you're not going to get the full like exciting experience and listening it to sports radio you know, on the way to and from work or something is not going to do it either because Mm -hmm. you may not know. They go into depth on sports radio and they talk a lot of technical (laughs) things and a lot you may not understand. Um, And it may not be very exciting to listen to. Um, And playing it can be a lot of effort too. So I don't think diving right in and, and playing a sport, 
But if you go to a game, you get all the feels. So you have, you know, even if you tailgate, you have all the people, you have the atmosphere, you have the music, you have the lights. They always have really active, you know, things on the Jumbotron or, you know, a lot of other ways to get the crowd involved. Um, you just really get that full atmosphere and you're kind of forced to watch the game because you're not going to really be yeah. doing anything else. So you get a little bit forced to watch the game, to cheer it on, to really get into it. Um, hear all the, you know, chants from the crowd, just the whole atmosphere is amazing. So I think doing that once or twice, you know, depending on whatever sport it is, I think will kind of get you off onto, you'll be more likely, I think, to watch on the TV or get involved with it a little bit more um, or, you know, find something local in the community. There's so many adult community leagues for all different kinds of sports now um, or volunteer. They always need volunteer coaches for kids sports. So mm -hmm. if you don't, if going to a game is a little much, I know, you know, things are expensive nowadays and, and it's a lot, but then maybe just volunteer for a local kids sports team because they, always need volunteers there's never enough coaches and at the youth level and intramural level you don't need any experience to do it you don't have to have played soccer to be a soccer coach for young kids um or to do baseball yeah you're never alone there's always someone else assistant coaching with you so if you're looking to kind of get into a little bit more from the community sense or exploring a sport um then i would say just volunteer for a local team and try to get into it that way too yeah, I love that. I think that's great. And uh, obviously, you know, happy class, we're all about educators and our life outside of education. But that being said, I'm sure a lot of our listeners already have a lot of experience with kids mm -hmm. and enjoy being around kids. So that that's a really great way for them to do that. But I also, uh, it's been a long time since I've been to a game, but I totally get what you're saying about being like fully immersed mm -hmm. in the experience. Yeah. And, and there's there's nothing quite like it so they're really all right different. well yeah yeah uh so we use our instagram at happyclass.pod or we also use hashtag happy class or hashtag more than a teacher so that when our listeners go out and do this homework that they can share it with us kim and i will keep our eyes <laughs> out for maybe some pictures of you at a baseball game or with your new soccer team or whatever it might be we can't wait to see where you take this uh, experience and start finding some joy and including sports in your life too. So thanks so much for being with us, Kim. We'll catch up more with you soon. I'm I sure. love it. Thanks so much, Jenny. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today, friend. Be sure to head over to our Instagram at happyclass.pod to connect with me and today's special guest. Also, help a girl out and leave us a review. This gets the word out that we are all hashtag more than a teacher. Finally, do you know someone who you think would just be the perfect future guest? Please send me an email to jenny at bravingbsel.com so I can go hit them up. All right, we'll see you next happy class.